Hello, welcome to the Parent Panel. Every week we invite one mum and one dad to give us their insights on news, events and everyday parenting challenges. Our mum today is a writer, producer and director and our dad is a musician who sings about bananas. Well, sometimes you catch yourself just being bossed around. You're going, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> Neve one day took her nappy off and just rubbed it on the wall. Oh, wow. I kind of feel like parenting is a good antidote to my anal retentiveness. I think you're still in the trenches with your kids. I like the expression trenches. I sometimes call it the vortex. <laughs> the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Kristen Tuvey is our mum. She's a writer, director and producer who has two children, a boy and a girl. They are nine and seven. Hello, Kristen. Hi. And our dad is musician. I can't say musician today. Just say magician. <laughs> magician. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that'd be exciting, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> musician and children's book author, Josh Pike, who has two boys aged six and nine. Correct. Very close in age. Snap. Yeah. I should say people wouldn't really know you for singing about bananas, would they? Uh, not until very recently, yeah. We um, just released a kid's book with Justine Clark based on a song that we wrote together called A Banana is a Banana. Yeah. Oh, so good. Mm. Is, is, do you know the lyrics? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it feels a little bit philosophical. You know, it a is. chair is a chair, a banana it's is true. a banana. It's a, it's a Taoist doctrine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing philosophies wow. to our children. Yeah. Okay. I have to say the topics today aren't quite that deep, so I hope that's all right, Josh. That's fine, yeah. No, okay, we're good. just going to bring it down. That's fine. Sometimes when you're super enlightened, it's good to kind of come back down <laughs> to us sometimes. Yeah, yeah, come get, down to us, get plebs. Back in the gutter. Back in the, dirt, yeah. <laughs> the, the great unwashed, that's where we are today. Uh, and the topics we're talking about are mums going wild at raves, mm. extracurricular activities and insta-kids. But first up, we're talking about earworms. I've actually never heard that one, so thanks for that. <laughs> and now a little for bit the, of inspo. Rest, yeah. the rest of the day and your life <laughs> that will be in your head. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's oh, mate, I can't tell you how hard it was just to write about this topic because I had to listen to that song a few times. Now, that song is apparently uh, responsible for one family now having roughly $125 million. Wow. And of course, I think some of those funds should be reallocated to parents who have had to endure the song mm. <laughs> from the their therapy. children singing it. Yeah, the therapy. Um, my daughter has just learned Smoke on the Water in her guitar class, which is also, for me, a very annoying earworm. Kristen, children are the most prolific producers of earworms when they play their music. Which earworm has your child or have your children placed in your head? I think Frozen has a lot to answer mm. for. Like every time I say goodbye to someone, if for seven years I've said, okay, bye. <laughs> like, it's just, I can't not do it. What about if someone says, just let it go, Kristen? <laughs> they do. They do. They do about a lot of things. But um, I, I mean, kids, when they love a song, they will listen to it 25 times a day. You know, and it just it like there's so many earworms that happen, um, but yeah, for, I mean, Frozen's a nice, clean one. There's Kendrick Lamar, "Humble" is another one that my son loves. How does that a go? A lot. I know you can sing, so you can. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I got to do my air guitar. Yes, please. It's actually well, I'm I'm not a very good rapper, but there is one line in it where he said, Come on, let's hear "All it. that pussy's good once you sit it on my taste buds." Yeah, that's... and um, 
And my son's like, Mum, why why does he want to put a cat on his face? <laughs> and, you know, lots of big questions. But, uh, yeah. So How did you answer that one? <laughs> He's weird. Don't worry. Rappers <laughs> yeah. are weird. Stay away. He just loves cats, darling. <laughs> We're dog people. He's cat people, you know. <laughs> it's just. But, yeah. I, 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 okay, bye. Frozen has just haunted me forever. And my three-year-old niece is now very into Frozen. So I was quite it's, inspired um, by Frozen, I've got to say. Me too, yeah. Because when I had my second, it was very popular. Yes. And I was quite hormonal and tired. Yeah. And she would dance around as Elsa singing Let It Go. And you're just and I was weeping. Like, yeah, I'm like, I've got to, this breastfeeding sucks, but I'm going <laughs> to channel the music. Let it go, yeah. yeah. She's just being herself. Like, she's finally <laughs> let, broken away from the shackles. And my, my boys just refused to watch Frozen. And it's like one of these weird gender things where they, we, we were like, there was a big movie in the, in a park near our house showing Frozen. We were like, let's go and watch it. It's going to be great. It's a really empowering movie. They just wouldn't watch it. And then if we ever sang Let It Go to them, which we do constantly, we sing it to them because whenever they're, you know, like holding on to some grievance or something like that, we're like, let it go. And they're like, no, no. And I even did a cover of Let It Go on a, oh, yes. like a morning television show in a, in a sort of more Ryan Adams style to try and like, you know, get the kids into it. Get them it. into it. Yeah. They, just, they just wouldn't have a bar of it. So, yeah. So they, they need an older sister so they maybe. can pretend that they're not watching it. So oh, yes. Like, oh, God, do we have to watch that again? Like my son is with Clueless, Mean Girls, yeah. Frozen, all that kind of stuff. He's I like, love I the it. kind of movies you show your kids. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne's World mean is the other girls. <laughs> You showed your kids Mean Girls. It's got a good message. It's very funny, Mean Girls, i got to say. So what kind of earworms are in your house, Josh? Well, we, we have been pretty lucky. They haven't been sort of exposed to a lot of you know, the current top 40 stuff, which I'm not a big fan of. But then my son came home singing Old Town Road. And I I didn't even know. I'd heard of Old Town Road. I knew it was the biggest song in the world at the time, but I'd never actually heard it. And then my son was singing. He's like, gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I was like, what, what is that? And he's like, oh, this kid Munkush at school was singing it. And they've all been dancing to it at school. So I was like, I can't make him be the one kid that doesn't know this song. And now we just listen to it all the time, and he puts on these amazing like breakdancing routines to it, That's and great. yeah. So it's, but I don't like that is apparently the biggest song in the world, and I cannot understand that at all. It's it's nuts. Now we. It's not much of a song. So badly like, written. The Fendi sports bra line. It's like that haunts me. Wow, I didn't even. Can you run me through that one? I didn't even hear that. <laughs> well, in the, the, the Billy Ray. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Baby's got a habit for the Fendi sports bras. Yeah. I mean, that what does that bad. even mean? I, I don't know, but I, I, say, I, I missed a few bits, but the, the Billy Ray Cyrus bit, like, like he's back. Yeah. Like, how? Yeah, he's... Well, Miley's been standing in the headlines, so maybe she's just, you know, come on, Dad. Yeah. You set me on this path to fame, I'm going to bring you back and there's, make you cool again. I don't know. It's going to be like very, very, very soon there's going to be a achy breaky heart oh reunion. No! Or, or it's going to be like uh, they'll do a Osborne family reality show with the, with the, siren. With the Cyrus. I would watch that. Will. Me too. I would totally watch that. It'll be called achy breaky family or something like that. Or you know. But you know, that's one of the things, a total tangent, but when Miley Cyrus with all her crazy living, I'm like... What do her parents think? I know. And so I was like yeah. going, who are her parents? And they look like they're a really happy together family. And I'm like, how interesting. How mm. do you raise a child like Miley? Yeah, who like goes on a wrecking ball like nude. Yeah. I mean, like she, she looks amazing, but she was like a teenager then. I know. I like, oh my goodness. Liberated. <gasps> <laughs> That's a, that was a 
more a visual joke, wasn't it? What you just did then? All you heard was there was a face. Yeah, no, there was a face there. Don't misconstrue that sound. I can't even. I can't even direct people to the website. But a friend of mine showed me. There's a YouTuber who takes the videos and then calls them. I think it's with real sounds. So it does music videos with real sounds. And there's one of my oh, sorry. Yes. And the ball, the wrecking ball is just creaking. And there's no, she's singing, but there's no backing <laughs> track. And it's, I'll try and find the link to it yes, and I'll please. put it in the notes of the episode. Okay. So the, speaking of videos, there is one that's doing the rounds of the mm. internet at the moment. I found it quite disturbing, but maybe it's not. It's of a mum at a rave. And we're talking about that next on the parent panel. A mum has been filmed at a dance party spraying breast milk on her fellow festival goers. In the video, the mum, who's dancing in a black swimming costume and wearing red sneakers that are boots, what's the name for that? I couldn't wait. High tops. High tops. That's it. High tops. I thought red they were called schnoots. <laughs> schnoots? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Oh! She's wearing schnoots. Kristen is wearing <laughs> leopard sprit. Well, anyway, hopefully you haven't done this, but anyway, I'm not, I shouldn't judge. Anyway, so she's dancing. I guess looking hot, she starts massaging her breast and then starts spraying the crowd with breast milk. And while she's doing that, she starts twerking. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's going on. But once you've seen that video, it cannot be unseen. And I can't put my finger on why it disturbs me so much because firstly, all for breastfeeding in public, mm-hmm. happy, not don't have a problem with breast milk. Secondly, women loving their bodies, get it out there, be, you know, release the nipple, whatever. But... I can't still quite articulate why. Once I saw that video, it just kept replaying in my head. Josh, what are your thoughts? I haven't seen the video, but from your description, I have a couple of questions. Okay. So you've seen the video. I don't, yes. So what was the response of the people in the crowd? Shock and horror. So and not, someone went in to, and tried to taste it as yes, well. Yes, that's oh, true. Okay, right. That's true. So there was mixed responses. Because mm-hmm. my immediate thought was, like I'm my wife breastfed both our kids wherever we could and that was awesome totally into it but I guess like the twerking element twerking is like a sexy thing right and so maybe the sexualization of of breastfeeding and breast milk is maybe what what was I'm psychoanalyzing you right please now. please do because we know you've what, got that depth I do I'm a Taoist <laughs> I don't know where that came from by the way but, um, but maybe that's what was making mm, you uncomfortable mm. but, and then the second thing I was thinking about was like if we think about just the functionality of of breast milk and it as a as a function, it's a it's a food item, right? Yes. So what what would what do you would you find it inappropriate if at a rave someone started just like spraying formula all over you or like or mayonnaise or like some other? Or, yes, mayonnaise know, I would. You know, it would like, be very uncomfortable. But just anything, so right? So if, if you're just in a rave, I mean, I'm, you know, I've, anything. Goes. We've all been to parties here. But like, I don't know, I, I probably wouldn't be that into it if someone was just like throwing hamburgers around, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and then twerking and throwing hamburgers around. So yeah, I, I can understand your discomfort. It's a, it's a tricky one because we, we all are very uh, careful about making sure we're being super inclusive and, and non-judgmental these days. But I mean, I do think it's, it's, it is okay to like express a little judgment every day. Yes, express <laughs> express some milk, some milk all, over your, all yeah. over your party. Kristen, go and don't hold back. Tell us Okay, what so what I th- I actually think it was very responsible of her because she's clearly off her face. Yeah. So she was oh, pumping so and dumping. Getting, she's pumping and dumping. <laughs> she was also cooling the crowd down. 
So saving water, keeping them yeah. hydrated. <laughs> yeah. I was and to there's be honest, a drought, everybody. <laughs> so you're a much much <laughs> nicer person. Uh, also a drought, bushfires. Oh yes, there is too. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I I also could not believe the amount of milk that woman was producing. True. Like I was a terrible breastfeeder. I did my best, but honestly, I would not have wasted that stuff except if I had pingers <laughs> yeah. flowing through my veins. Yeah, yeah. But um, she, she, it was amazing. Yeah, it was it a was, huge spurt, wasn't it? it, it was, yeah, it wasn't I, just one. It was about 15 It's like spurts. a sprinkler. That's how. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the old breakdancing move, the sprinkler, this one? You won't be able to see it. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what she was yeah. doing. That's what it was like. Yeah. She was doing that. Yeah, I am slightly impressed as well because I found it very hard to express. That was never going to happen oh, without some mechanical still- Instrument, yeah, attached. To and my are, are we sure she didn't have a mechanical instrument? It, I don't, I it was seen the video. very obvious that right. she was just using her hand because the right. woman was, was wearing a swimming costume. I watched it about fifty times. I can't stop watching. <laughs> I, just, I burnt into my. You retina. guys have both described it as as something that you cannot unsee. So I'm I'm probably going to skip. Gonna I love it. how you just skip. Like I, I would be so curious. But I was, I think but you're I thought you were going to guys like. Okay, I thought a... you were going to show it. I was, I was like, I was, no. I wasn't going to seek it out. But <laughs> okay, here's a question. Leading on from that, did any of you taste breast milk when you were breastfeeding? Yeah, your wife of was breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you taste I'm not it? Not even my own. I'm such no, a weirdo. I didn't either. Didn't you? Oh, good. Because mm. I feel like such a prude. Because well, I was at a wedding. Yeah, you guys a month are like ago. Super. <laughs> so pretty, isn't like it? Like super uptight, guys. No, <laughs> really uptight. But you put it, you put it out there because I remember in my mother's group it came up. And one of the girls said, "Yeah, my husband's tried it. Everyone was horrified." But maybe oh, it's, really? is it? You... Do you think it's? Is I feel it like I missed something? I well, but is it, it weirder to like taste your own breast milk than somebody else? Is it like maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting I w- question. I was at a wedding about a month ago, and one of the women there was expressing, and then another woman went off to the bathroom with her. And I mean, everyone had quite a few drinks. It was sort of they left the dance floor to go and do just this, that. This sounds like the rave. And she just, came, was she dumping was. and pumping and dumping. It really was. And um, she, she came back and said it was really nutty. It was quite delicious <laughs> and sweet. <laughs> I was like, how much did you have? Because you sound like you got a really good taste. <laughs> it sounds like she put it in a coffee. It's like yeah, a bit of Oh, do you just imagine, like, police going, okay, who's in the toilets? What are you doing? <laughs> Racking Nothing. up. Me snort. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> What's that sound? <laughs> Nothing. It's like, I'm just Don't drinking her breath. Yeah, right. Ladies, get out. <laughs> to a strip search. Oh, oh no, you're not God. 12-year-old girls. We can't. <laughs> oh, no. oh, topical. Topical. <laughs> so topical. Extracurricular activities. Some children can be overscheduled. Others are just playing. What is the answer? That's up next on the parent panel. Raising children can be a challenging and rewarding experience. We've landed a man on the moon, but we still really don't know how women labour and give birth. Feed Play Love, hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt, is a bite-sized parenting podcast that's here to walk, skip and jump beside you as your children grow. It's understanding and teaching parents to talk to their kids about knowing that people have different maps of the world. They see the world differently. Feed Play Love, available wherever you get your podcasts. Children usually persist on things they get joy out of. You know, they say in change theory, you have to get more out than what you put in. If I'm putting all this energy in and I'm getting very little out, then I'm not going to do it. Why would I persist in doing this? That's early learning educator Anthony Saman, and he was on Feed Play Love this week talking about extracurricular activities. So what he was talking about there, I was, I was kind of asking, what if you take your kid to something and then they don't like it? Um, should we be forcing them to keep going to teach them the value of persistence? And I think basically his argument through the whole interview is that 
if your kid loves something, then do it. And even if your kid loves everything, because there are some kids who are really type A and they want to do something every night, um, you have to look at the whole picture and say, okay, they might be loving it, but are they really tired? Are they um, needing some downtime? And for me, I find it an interesting question because I've spoken to lots of experts about things that are good for kids. And there's a lot of research about how music is really good for their brain development and future academic success, but it's just really good for getting them to think with a different part of their brain. And then you'll hear people talk about sport being really great for resilience and team building and all those sorts of skills. Um, I'll put my hand up and say my kids don't do many extracurriculars and that has partly to do with the fact that I got my weekends back and I just mm. was loath to give them mm. away again. But also because I want it to be driven by then. I, I just couldn't be bothered fighting with them every weekend. So I'm kind of conflicted because I have lots of friends whose kids do lots of activities and I can see the benefit, but I also quite like how we do it in my family. Kristen, what do you, what happens in your family with extracurriculars? I think I've got the opposite problem. My kids just hate everything. So they're complete <laughs> anarchists. And so I've signed them up to so many things and they get there. Like I've got to drag them there kicking and screaming and then they hate it. Like AFL, you know, it's like nine o'clock in winter and I'm watching some other kids play AFL while my two kids are like splashing water at each other in the bathroom you know, every week. And I was like, we're, we're out of here. Yeah. So, but th there is the point where I'm like, we can't quit because there's so many things that we quit. Like I don't do swimming lessons with them. Because I used to just walk out of the pool and like, I'm going. So I just sit there and watch other kids learn how to swim, which was boring yes. anyway, you know. And yes. I guess... It's boring when it's your kids, it's but at so least you boring. kind of yeah. watch so you're not a bad parent. So I'm kind of relieved about that because at least uh, I don't have to do that anymore. But the, uh, I think they're slowly finding stuff they like. So, and I think it takes a while. Like I, I think, you know, when we were kids... It's kind of like you, you, if you started an extracurricular activity, you know, like eight or nine or ten or whatever. Like now, it's sort of like, oh, if you mm. if you don't like ballet when you're two, then then there's something wrong. Or you can't. And I just think the kids are overscheduled a little bit. I think. I mean, if if they really enjoy it, then maybe. But I want to spend time with them and have some unstructured kind of play with them. So I'm just trying to figure out what they like. You yeah. Know? And like they're actually sticking with a couple of little things. Like my daughter's doing singing, my son's doing like circus skills and they quite enjoy that. He hates soccer, but you know, we sort of go and we both look at each other and like, oh, this sucks, you know, across, <laughs> across the soccer field while everyone's cheering and he's kicking goals into the opposite team's thingy, the net thingy. It's called a goal. It's yeah, called a goal. goal. Yeah. I, I see, I see where I, I might... I think a, that's the problem, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly sort of um, conflicted by it because I think it's good for them to commit to something and see something through. Um, and especially with team stuff, I think that's great. And music stuff's always really important to me as well. But I also don't like doing stuff and neither do they. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Oh, God, it's a, it's a, long, it's a long and winding road for, for us as well. I'll try and keep it brief, but there's a couple of things that I always wanted my kids to do. And one of them is martial arts and one of them is music. And the martial arts thing, my oldest son is beautiful, wonderful guy, but he's, he's got a pretty bad attitude when it comes to doing almost anything. <laughs> <coughs> and, um, Your kids should make Christmas yeah, yeah. gifts. But, but I, so I sent him to, um, Kung Fu when he was really young. Cause I'd, cause I'd done Kung Fu when I was a, a younger person. And, um, and I just found the discipline element of all of it really good. And he hated it. It took six weeks of sitting on the side before he got into it. And then he did it and he never really liked it. And so after a year, I said, cool. We'll, after you we'll bought, just... spent all the money on the uniform. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that one. <laughs> um, so we, we canned it. But, but I actually do feel like he got something out of it. And it was also 
part of learning what he what he would engage with, right? So it was it was it, there was value in it, but we didn't persist with it. And then everybody, he started a new school, and everybody played soccer, and he had never played soccer. I was never into sport, um, and he and he, you know, showing amazing resilience, thought that he might like to learn soccer. Um, to so that he could play with the kids. So we sent him to the soccer camp, and it was a disaster, and it was just horrible. And these kids were like brutal, mm. like they were calling him stupid because he didn't know how to oh, play. Oh no! What a holes? Yeah. So what, he stayed. What club was this? Oh, I, we'll I, go, I won't <laughs> mention it, but <laughs> let's go, Chris. No, they were actually great. The, the club was great. They tried to encourage it, and but it was just the kids. You know, all these kids had been sort of hot housed into soccer playing from the time they were three. Yeah, and I, I know what their parents were like too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do I now. Um, but again, he persisted with the three-day camp. And then, and I said, just try it at school a couple of times. And he did. And he was like, I don't like it. I was like, cool. So we, we just left it. But I, I just wanted them to try. My youngest son has not found something that he really wants to engage with, but he loves dancing. So we tried to send him to a dance class in a holiday thing. And he sat, like he literally sat behind a door the whole time and just wouldn't do it. So we're like, okay, there's no point unless they're into it. But having said that, there's two things that I that we, my wife and I insist that they do, which is swimming because it's a life skill. You know, like you need to know how to swim. No, no disrespect to your, <laughs> to your uh, flailing children. You know? um, <laughs> um, but Josh will save them if they're drowning. <laughs> well, or his kids will. Yeah, maybe. But like we, and we, even with that, we took them out. We used to take them out in winter because they'd get sick. But now we're just like, oh, bugger it. Just like, just do it. And then the other thing is piano. So they do piano um, once a week and they resisted that massively as well. But now after a year and a half, they're, they're, learning to do it. So for me, it was like, it's always a bit about like pushing through that initial resistance Mm -hmm. because I know if my kids are anything like me, they, if there's resistance, if things don't come easy, they just will stop because that's what I have done my entire life. I only learned the value of trying when I was about 26 and I got a record deal and they were like, all right, you got to do, you got to keep (laughs) writing songs, you know, like you got to keep going. And I was like, oh, right. I just, you know. You do realize that 26 is when your brain has fully formed. Well, there you go. And that is the only time. So we don't need extracurriculars until Until then. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's it's still a work in progress for us too, but it's, it's, for me, it's, it is important that they kind of push through on certain things, but not, not things that I, that we don't find important, you know, but I've got to say my takeout from this is that nobody knows. And I quite like that. And I think we need a support group as well. We do need a support group. Because there's nothing more frustrating than dragging your kids to stuff and (laughs) be like, put your uniform and have a good time. (laughs) We, we, we had that for for years, you know, like we, we, we sort of open it up to, for them to do whatever, but mostly they are massively resistant to doing just about anything. Mm, I reckon keep your weekends, people. Well, that's that's some, <laughs> one thing you, that we baby. have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, our final topic in just a moment: bringing back reality to social media. This week, writer Casey Edwards lamented the rise of the Insta child. She invented this term, but basically she's saying it's the kid whose parents are always posting images of them winning stuff. I think we've just ascertained that nobody here has that kind of child. (laughs) (laughs) Being clean and well-behaved, also not from Kristen's anarchist children. Um, But it made me think that perhaps we here at the Parent Panel can help restore some balance back into the world. Josh, Mm. what event moment would have been the best Instagram story if you had posted it, like the best disaster. Oh, there we have them all the time, but there's just recently my, my wife travels for work a fair bit and she was in um, Berlin, you know, desperate for me to send photos of the kids through. And um, we have this like 
sort of one of those semi-permanent blow-up pool things in the backyard. And one afternoon it was hot and then they we got home from school and they're like, Dad, can we get in the pool in our clothes? And I was like, mm, yeah, sure, that sounds fine. And then, um, so they got in their clothes. So I sent her a photo of both the boys in the pool, which is really dirty and has leaves all over <laughs> it and stuff like that. You know, it's full of like basketballs and stuff like this um, in their full school uniform. <laughs> just going like, yeah. And then later on, my youngest son, Augie, decided that he just wanted to have a bath in a large bucket, plastic bucket. So there was just a picture of him still fully clothed, just in this bucket. And he was in there for like two hours. You know? Wow. Um, <laughs> See, that's an extracurricular activity. Yeah. Cheap one too. So I thought, and I sent her, a, I sent my wife a, the photos. I was like, what do you call this type of parenting? Is this, um, this is an umbrella parenting. What's this? This is like sort of free range. Free range. It's more, yeah. <laughs> and it's bath time covered as well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and one. the washing was done as well. <laughs> Kristen, you've got to have uh, Instagram worth. Actually, you probably posted it. Well, no, because I, I, I do like to ask them these days about things. Um, I mean, I am going to throw them under the bus right now. Go they, on. And I'll pre- preface it to say they don't wear white linen. They don't play with wooden toys. They're excellent human beings, <laughs> like really great people. Even though they don't wear white linen and play with wooden toys? <laughs> yeah. just conjured such an They're image. Way linen. more fun than that. They're filthy and amazing. But... um. After my breakup a couple of years ago, they both ran upstairs, um, you know, and you kind of think kids cope with things in different ways, you know, and like there was, there was some strange things going on. Like they both um, regressed to tiny little girls for a while where they would both wear like just pink tutus and have their hair up in um, high ponytails and walk around the house sucking their thumbs and holding hands. Right. Which was sort of disturbing and, and lovely at the same time. And we went to counselling and everything was fine. <laughs> but they walked upstairs and like, Mum, we want to show you something. And I'm like, oh, wonderful. And I walked downstairs and they both popped together oh next to each other on my back deck. <laughs> Like, it was these two perfectly formed Mr. Whippy Poos. Like they'd cats. done together. Yeah. Like, like cats claiming their territory. They coordinated a poo. Did they do it at the same time or did one do one Not, and then the other one follow? I, I believe it was in a five-minute period. No, I just walked. I said, I'm not looking at that. I'd like you both to hose it off, please. And that was amazing. Wow. <laughs> I'm very mad, but also really weirdly proud. <laughs> And they were like about once a week, they go, remember when we did a poo together, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> on the back deck. And oh my God, really can mad. you imagine if you hadn't posted that on Instagram? Yeah, I know. I, I, I stopped myself from taking a photo because I just I was like, this, this so can't get to the wrong hands. So in 20 if there's you, any you probably... poo joggers around. We'll oh, yes. Look, the, the, oh, yeah. the suburbs where Kristen lives. Poo on command. It's amazing. So they're like, they're actually trendsetters. There's, there's some kind of thing about <laughs> poo joggers, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. Maybe they yeah. started it. Maybe they did. What a what a high to end the show on, really. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, that is amazing. That, what does it mean? I, I still I still wake up. Did at 3 you take a, a photo? Going, I actually didn't. I didn't. I, I had to act all like like stomp away, disgusted. You hose that down. It's disgusting. You know. And then you went and you texted your best friend. You'll never believe what the kids just did. But that must be my pearls again. Were they kind of stoked? Were they? They were. Yeah, like, they were. They were proud. They're, they're they were still like, proud. Come and check this out. Yeah. Like look what we yeah, coordinated. Look what we made, Mum. Yeah. Yeah, I made you, you made poo. A little crafternoon. <laughs> extracurricular activity. Yes. Anyone wants to start it, we'll leave Kristen's details on the website. Uh, right, before we go, I do ask if our guests would like to plug anything. We've mentioned your book mm. 
a banana is just a banana. It is actually the story of the week this week on Kindling Radio, isn't it? And that's you and Justine and... And a fabulous illustrator called Heath McKenzie. All reading it together. Yes, it was. Hmm. That will be interesting. So we'll put links to that on the website. Anything else you'd like to plug? You have another kid's book, though, as well. I do, yeah. Lights Out Leonard, which came out in June, which I just found out got is being translated into Chinese, which is oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Can your kids speak Chinese? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer to that before I asked it, didn't I? Kristen, what's happening with that dance show you're working on? Oh, is it, it out yet? No, no, it's happening. Oh, I don't know. I'm just. I feel really panicked, like I should be... Like, there's lots of things happening, but nothing's very... <laughs> oh, you're like, what can I plug? What can I plug? That's because I don't do extracurricular activities. <laughs> but remember, I, I did stumble across you singing. Uh, there was a track used to be in a band. Mm. Yeah. yeah. When's the band getting back together? And when can we see you? Um, yeah, I mean, that's an amazing panel. idea. Let what, me band, what band was it? Uh, we're called Ruby Love. It's oh. kind of a, like a electro kind of rock band. Cool. Yeah. So you're impressed, aren't I'm, you? I'm not saying we were. I'm saying are. We are. We've yeah. been together yes. for 15 years. We haven't done a lot of gigs lately, but if you want to sign her yeah. up, yeah. details yeah. on the website. Yeah, I do a lot week. of high kicks on stage. <gasps> guys. Do you? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I don't know how high they'd be these days, but <laughs> willing to give, give it, it a, a crack. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Kristen, Josh, thank you so much thank for you. coming in. Thank you. You've been listening to the Parent Panel, a babyology podcast. Hosted and produced by me, Siobhan Hunt. For more information on the show or to check out other episodes with equally funny and insightful guests, you can find all you need at our website, babyology.com.au forward slash parent panel. Listener.